Blog Talk. Welcome to the Truth Squad with Marty Oakley and Barb Peterson, where we will be talking about things that the mainstream media wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. This show is sponsored by the PPJ Gazette and Aggie the Traveling Agrobacterium. You don't want either one showing up in your backyard. To find out all you want to know about current events and GMOs, visit the PPJ at ppjg.wordpress.com and Aggie at aggie.farmwars.info. And now, on with the show. Good evening, everyone. This is Marty Oakley, and I sure hope that intro sounded better on your end than it did on mine. Um, We we think we have our phone system worked out here, and judging by the emails and phone calls we got today, uh, it should be a busy one hour. Um, We're going to be talking about everything on this show, uh, major things that are going on right now, which is the theft of water and water rights that's going on all over the country. Um, the attempts to implement codex through state regulations, um, through changes to revision and code and statute in your state using the health department, um, the agricultural department, uh, where the USDA, FDA have bought access to your state through those departments. Um, We need to talk about how to change things, how to um, take back our land from the federal government, one of the things we have been tracking here most recently, in addition to the water theft, is the claims by the federal government of its ownership of lands, particularly in the 11 westernmost states. Uh, Nevada very nearly all owned um, by the federal government. And um, Barb, is that you? Yep, it's me. I'm on my cell phone. Oh, that's what you get for being out in the mountains. (laughs) (laughs) 
we were just well, those guys are supposedly up on the mountain and fixing the um, antenna on the tower. They said it was going to be, oh, you only lose um, connection for a couple of seconds at a time. You won't even notice it. Well, evidently a couple of seconds uh, means a couple of minutes or a couple of hours or maybe half a day. <laughs> maybe they <laughs> fell off the mountain. <laughs> oh, don't say that. Last time they got half frozen to death. That's why they won't do it in the winter. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Well, I was just talking about um, the things we've been looking at and tracking most of this week, and, and one of the things was the um, – federal government now laying claim to even more land. Uh, uh, Utah, Utah is 84% owned by the federal government, and if they had passed the Redlands, I believe it's the Redlands that was called um, Land Act here last year, uh, Utah would have been left with 4% of the land owned by the citizens of the state. Now, uh, when the federal government comes in, what they do is they take over all leasing and uh, cattle, like cattle grazing. They take over um, any water rights. They take over any mining, drilling for minerals, gas, oil, everything, and they make the profit off of that, and they contract with whoever they want to. Um, in return for them being allowed to claim this land as federal land, what they do is um, – uh, they pay the state a, a, what's called a subsidy, a tax subsidy, that's supposed to replace the income loss to the state by not being able to contract on their own. Um, but basically what it gets down to is the state gets screwed and the federal government makes money hand over fist. And the profits uh, are split up between the Bureau of Land Management, the National Forestry Service, uh, you name it, everybody's got their fingers in the pie in Nevada. Uh, about 64% of all the land is owned now or claimed as owned by the federal government, and they have, are trying to take another 15 million acres. Um, this is going to leave Nevada basically in the same position that Utah is in. California, uh, approximately 55% of all land in California is held by the federal government. Oregon, um, there again, somewhere between 55 and 60 percent of land is owned by the federal government. And when we have a constitution that says the federal government cannot own any land other than what's necessary, like insular possessions, forts, you know, army bases, that type of thing, what is the federal government doing laying claim to this land and claiming they have the right to control what happens on it and to profit from whatever might be there? And again, this is all done through these incorporated federal agencies um, they are they are operating at fraud they are deceiving the public and saying that they are public service when in fact they are duly chartered and private corporations operating for profit so um, one of the things we have to, to look at is how to get the Fed back out of these states and um, that to me is just paramount to everything that's going on. Um, they've got to be pushed back. When you combine all of this with the intents to uh, uh, implement Agenda 21, biodiversity, uh, push everybody into these sequestered population centers and declare massive areas of the country off limits to human habitation, um, the trap has been set, and people want to make this a right-left, Democrat versus Republican, liberal versus conservative, and if people can't get away from this, 
they're never going to understand that these people are all the same group. And what you think is a difference in political philosophy or ideology is basically just infighting in the same group of people. And so, you know, one of the things that we put in our promo was, you know, get your head out of your false left-right paradigm. Um, There's just no way we uh, we can keep going this way and maintain our country. And the way it looks, uh, those 11 western states are marked for being closed down. The cattle ranchers out there that have um, cheered on the the killing off of the horses, the wild horses, don't seem to realize they're next in line. It's an eradication of everything that isn't federal government, that isn't one of their contracted business partners. And what they think they have now and that they're going to hang on to through this um, is going to come to a screeching halt, and it might not happen today or tomorrow, but it will happen. And um, so, you got anything you want to add to that? Well, you know, as I was thinking, another way that they're um, putting a stranglehold on the states, because there's been a lot of talk of state sovereignty and all that, is that if the federal government owns most of the land, then the states aren't um, collecting taxes on the land either. So that's kind of putting a chokehold on some of their income. So if you want to get rid of the states, go ahead and strangle them and and get rid of the money going into them, and then you go ahead and get rid of them. And this Agenda 21, it's real and it's up close and personal. Oh, it sure is. And the thing is, um, like I said, they give them what they call a tax subsidy. They get a payment from the federal government every year from having lost the right to manage and maintain these lands. But it doesn't come anywhere near the the residents of the state themselves are being just terribly – uh, cut out of the deal because they're not benefiting from these and, and the Fed comes back and says oh well we helped build roads and schools and this is how your state benefited well every state is supposedly benefiting that way from the federal government mm-hmm. and um, so I don't see where the you know there's any big plus in allowing the Fed to come in there and write their own rules and regulations and deprive you of the use of the land of your state and they're making far more in profit and then to top it off, you're having to help pay through forced uh, funding that goes through Congress into these same corporate agencies. You're having to help pay these same people who are working against you, who are taking from your state. Who are uh, we? What this does is it limits development, it limits jobs, it reduces the the tax base, the wage base, the quality of living. Because nobody can get anywhere. Nobody can do anything because the land is all seized up in this federal corporatocracy and, and nothing can be done. Um, we just had somebody try to call here. and The, the call-in number for the show, for those listening, is 1-917-388-4520. That's 1-917-388-4520. And we're taking anybody if we can get this phone system to work. And as long as we can keep Barb online, I think we're doing all right. <laughs> Uh, we've had quite a time here getting this up and running. But um, that's one thing. One of the things I found in looking through, um, uh, in my spare time, I like to sit and read Black's Law, to give you some idea of what my life is like. Uh, but one of the things I found is something called ejectment. And I don't know if we can use that or not. And I've got people I need to go to and talk to this about. Um, but basically what ejectment is, it says in Black's, um, the common law action for ejection has been material modified in statute by in most states, and it comes under the title of action to recover possession of land 
action for summary process, action for eviction or forcible entry and detainer clause. An ejectment is an action to restore possession of property to the person entitled to it. That would be the people of the state who are entitled to that land. Um, it would be the people of the state who have been deprived of the ownership and full use of their property. Um, the state in Nevada claims it owns all water, even water under the federal lands, but we have found, even contrary to what BLM likes to say publicly, um, they, that they can't even drill a well. That's why they have to kill off these horses because there's no water and they can't even drill a well. But we have found three different separate instances where they have done exactly that and drilled wells. So the water is there, um, but it's being sold off. And the other thing, um, and I was hoping Deb would be able to call in, but her modem was down, so I don't know if she's up and running yet. But what Deb had found was they're doing this massive amount of drilling there in northern Nevada and mining, and it takes approximately 3,000 gallons of water for one foot drilled. And only 45% of that water can be reclaimed. What are uh, they mining for? And when, uh, tellurium and silver, and then just in general other minerals and and so on. Uh, this is why they're bringing the Kiri trees in. Uh, they're trying to, um, they want to plant the whole northern half, three million trees, Kiri trees in northern Nevada. And a Kiri tree originates in China. It's on the global list of invasive species. It was brought into the southeastern United States here about 10 years ago as an ornamental. Uh, it quickly and rapidly got away from them, and now they're trying to get rid of it along with the kudzu. And, uh, but they, uh, in seven years, these trees grow um, and mature enough that they can be harvested for hardwood. And you can cut them clear down to the base, to the stump, and they'll grow right back. And then when they, and they have a beautiful, they're beautiful trees. I'm telling you, they're beautiful. If they flower in the spring, it's just absolutely breathtaking. And then they produce a seed pod that has about 2,000 seeds in it per pod. Wow. And they said, oh, you don't have to worry about that because we genetically altered them. Oh, well, dear. all that means is they've been Monsantoized. That way yeah. the seeds blow over onto your land, sprout voluntarily, uh, mess up your property. They come in, take samples, get a, identify their gene traits, and you're in court and forfeiting your land and a great amount of That's your personal wealth. That's what I've got a shotgun for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a girl. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they they form a dense canopy, and so it kills off everything once these trees, and it only takes seven years for them to get to this point. Actually, after about four years, the canopy is secure it, because no sunlight can get to the floor of the newly created forest. All the natural vegetation and forage dies off. Um, the small animals and wildlife leave because there's no food, no cover, no nothing. And so they go elsewhere. So you've basically altered the entire biodiversity, the ecological system of that area. Now this uh, company who's bringing in these three million trees called it reforestation. And I thought, wait a minute, that's desert. So I wrote yeah. them and I said, this, you know, this hasn't been forested in 20,000, 30,000 years. What are you talking about? Reforestation. They changed it. Now it's afforestation. 
that meaning we're going to create a new forest where there was none. Um, they're wanting to do the same thing here in the Midwest from Minnesota down through Iowa, prime ag agricultural land under Agenda 21. They want to create a biodiversity zone and they want to reforest um, 24 million acres. Um, here again, this has always been prairie land. This has, you know, been open area. You get up about 65 miles north of me, you hit the timber line. Uh, what's referred to up here as the big woods. Um, you hit the timber line, but that's north. And um, down here in this area, down into Iowa, Kansas, Nebraska, uh, northern Missouri, the Dakotas, that's all prairie land. Uh, it never was forested. And, but they want to create uh, a biodiversity zone there, and they want to plant, plant pine trees. Nothing will make your soil more acidic and unusable than pine trees. Oh, yeah, horses um, can't eat from pine needles too, because if a, if a pregnant yeah, horse and, from pine needles, yeah, it, the soil has to be treated with a lot of lime for one thing to even bring it back to where you can do anything with it. But pine, um, if you've been in any of the pine forests down south, nothing grows on the floor except maybe kudzu, and kudzu would I swear grow, you know, on a rock in outer space, space. but. Um, it just, See, that's it, all we have I, here. I, yeah, yeah. We have pine and but, we have juniper. That's it. Oh, you're kidding. See, we no, got everything. We, we got cedar and pine uh, mix, you know, here and there. But mostly it's oaks, maples, elms. Um, and you get further north. Of course, the further north you go, then it gets to be the, um, the more like the pine, cedar, that type of thing, because they, they stay green all winter. I mean, they can stand that. Super cold weather, but uh, no, we have a huge mix here of all kinds of things. But um, it, it's just this idea that this land is being taken, and, and people are just sitting idly by and doing nothing. They're supporting it, and yes, they're supporting and it because a lot of the green movement. It's a, it's it's all yes. convoluted, and they're saying, oh, this is good because if the federal government takes the land, then oh, we're going to allow you to use it for recreation. Nobody will be able to fence it. You know, you'll be able to use it for this. They're lying, okay? Yes. Um, they just want they want the land, and people are saying, oh, are you still there? I think we lost her. <laughs> But no, that was that was a thing, and you look at this biodiversity map by the UN, uh, they have whole areas, states mapped out for no human habitation. Uh, people, I, I just don't understand what this is all about, what this desperate need is to take everything under the um, food, with these fake food safety bills, um, they're after the water. They just, they just, they're after everything, uh, and it, they're taking it all. It just, uh, I don't, here comes, hold on here, we've got another caller. Hi, who have we got here? Well, who do you think it is? Well, hey, Paul. <laughs> well, and, and, I, and I, just, I just got my supper done here. And the cow milk and the chicken said, but yesterday when we was a traveling around over there uh, on Highway 35, 53, excuse me, 53, um, 
he's headed over towards, kind of towards Eau Claire. Uh, big old field where they cleared out all the timber, bulldozed it all out. But there's these little trees all planted in rows. And guess what they look like? Why? Look like Kiri trees that I've seen in the pictures. Well, see that uh, Wisconsin and a portion of Minnesota was slated for planting of those trees. And also no. Missouri. And, and, and Barb had brought up how this impacts the local property taxes here in Wisconsin. During the big omnibus land bill, you kind of remember that a while back, uh-huh. they didn't buy no land in Wisconsin because they didn't have to. Here we have our own stewardship fund, and they buy up okay. most of a township every year. And, of course, when they acquire this land, then there is no uh, more property taxes paid, and they have uh, enjoyed participation with the sportsmen's groups, hunters, trappers, etc., until the last budget when Doyle wanted to run that whole bunch out. Uh, they weren't uh-huh. supposed to be using this property bought with stewardship money. And what's happened there now is is they've turned kind of the regulatory authority over the DNR to determine, well, whether we can close this and why. But you can bet they'll come up with some reason to shut off human usage in, in these uh, uh, stewardship lands. And last I heard, we're shelling out a million dollars a week in interest alone, oh and my making gosh. no headway on the on the principal payment. But the taxpayers are footing the bill for this. Well, that's what gets me in all this stuff when they do it. Um, they, they, it's the taxpayers who bear the cost, and it's the federal government that you know whichever agency is operating. Um, or the state agency that makes the profit. And I don't see how we can be forced to fund these corporations that call themselves public service and pay their bills. And then they get to take all the profit from everything and totally ignore us when it comes to setting policy or what they're going to do. I I don't get it. Well, what they do here is is that uh, this is how the Nature Conservancy and some of these other groups get their money. They'll come in find the land, buy it, and then they get like a finder's fee from the state, a nice, nice, healthy percentage. And then oh, they wow. in turn sell it to the state. So there's this little land game going on. And then this funds these various groups. And uh, that's why, you know, you go to the organic store and you see the box of crackers, all part of this is donated to the Nature Conservancy. Don't buy that. They, they've got all the money they could possibly ever use. Um, you know, if they're know buying they up land and taking it out of production, here in the northern part of Wisconsin, where logging is a big industry, uh, 20 years ago they would have managed 40 timber contracts in the winter here. Uh, they're lucky if they have four because the um, uh, environmental groups are shutting down these cutting contracts. But in, in well, they're not county, doing that out of Oregon. Don't know. Uh, they, they- uh, they're clear-cutting to mountaintops out there. That's part of that show that's on um, that one channel, and the, the American Loggers or whatever that is. Um, oh, yeah, and yeah, I'm, I'm they, uh, clear-cutting everything. I know uh, those people from Appalachian Voices got a hold of me, and here they're trying to take out in Appalachia 
these logging companies under the federal government control are trying to come in and take um, uh, all the timber off these mountaintops. And these people were, of course, uh, concerned about their water supply because here again you get a gross contamination of the water just from this clear cutting occurring. Plus, now you're going to have land that has no protection on it whatsoever and water rolling down off there. If you've ever been out in that area, they get a lot of rainfall. Right, uh, and water is absolutely necessary to keep them all from washing away. And uh, I haven't gotten updated from them on what's going on out there, but uh, I still say at some point we have to eject the federal government from the state. Um, they have no business in them. It's harming all of us economically. It's harming our lives and our ability to live our lives. As Steve Hickson says, you know, they're interfering with our right to thrive. Right. And, and in, in, in this county, in Price County, I know one of the county supervisors, this county owns 50,000 acres, plus there's state and federal lands here. And, and most of this was acquired during the last depression when people defaulted and lost their uh, properties uh, through foreclosure. Now, mm-hmm. my buddy, he says, rather than raise taxes, let's sell some of this land, these little parcels right, here right. and there. Well, you would have to get DNR approval, state approval twice, and EPA approval to sell off this land. And it's like, why? Well, why? well, that's what he wanted to know. Why do we got to go through all these hurdles? These are all things they came up with to try and kind of hold this because uh, the county forester here, in Price County, he thinks this is kind of his private backyard. <clears throat> we got to hang on to all of this, and you know, if you're faced with a situation like my friend, who's who, you know, he grew born and raised a farmer, he says, if you got people losing their homes, we don't need to raise their taxes. The county don't need to be in the land business. Get out, exactly. sell some of this, bring in new industry. And, well, Barb, weren't you telling me? Barb, weren't you telling me that out there in Oregon that there's a lot of abandoned places and everything that people are just walking away? Have we lost Barb? We must have. <laughs> but see, I think that's what's going on a lot of places too is they're trying to create an atmosphere where um, people can't survive. And right. well, they're, they're bleeding us dry to make the do-gooders feel good. Yeah. But I swear to them, them, them trees look like Kerry trees. I really do. You know, it was off oh, the highway yeah. a little ways, and, but they sure look uh-huh. like that. They weren't very well, big. Well, what we have found is everywhere they're being planted, they have intended um, clear-cutting or strip mining or um, any number of things. Uh who have we got here? It's me. Oh, it's you. Hello. <laughs> oh, um, you had asked about. I could hear you, but I knew you uh, you couldn't hear me, so I called back in. Um, you were asking about Klamath. Yes. And what had happened is it was it was so ridiculous because there's something called a sucker fish. And what the federal government did was they said, oh, my goodness, this is terrible. We have a 100-year agreement with homesteaders. And these homesteaders that came in and um, got the land and farmed and they were going to build the community and they were allowed water rights and they were supposed to be in perpetuity. 
So, this is how they worked the scam. They got with the Indian tribes and promised them that they were going to be stewards over the land. And they said, okay, we're going to do a big stink about the sucker fish. Now, the Indian tribes were saying, oh, yes, well, the sucker fish, we eat them all the time. You have never eaten a sucker fish. I'm sorry, but I confronted these people. They do not eat sucker fish. They're used as bait. You eat a sucker fish and you gag. It's the nastiest tasting thing you would ever want to put in your mouth. Okay, so when that, you know, people started realizing that, well, that wasn't working, then they switched it to the salmon. They said, oh, it's big salmon kills. Well, there's a reason for that, too, because they had salmon farmers that were releasing way too many salmon in the um, river, and they were eating up all the food, so they got a few salmon killed, a lot of salmon killed. Take pictures of that. Oh, the poor salmon. Okay, now let's take water from the farmers. They did. They broke the 100-year uh, in perpetuity agreement, and they took the water, and the farmers lost it all. You could drive down the road, and you could see dust bowls because they said that the shallow water killed the suckers and then the salmon. <laughs> yeah, make up my mind for me. So now this land was just sitting there, and you could get it for for cheap. I mean, just fallow land. Uh-huh. Well, and the thing is, you've had a lot of trouble out there this year growing anything, haven't you? Yeah, we've been putting water to it like crazy because um, we, we pump from a well, and we've got a garden going, and we couldn't even plant until mid-July. I mean, I'm sorry, mid-June. And it's just, um, we're going to get one harvest out of our garden, and then that's going to be it. See, I'm hearing that all over the country from people. Um, we've, had, we've had tremendous amounts of rain here in Minnesota, and then, you know, here a couple of weeks ago, we had 60 tornadoes overnight come out of the Dakotas across Minnesota. And uh, I personally don't think this is coincidental. And... Um, I don't think it was a natural nature thing. Uh, at the same time, it was noted that harp was cranked up. And, uh, but anyway, we had all those. And then last night, yesterday there in uh, Iowa, uh, what was it, 10 inches of rain in 12 hours? And this is all going to blow down the Mississippi and back through the tributaries and everything. It's just a massive amount of water, a massive amount of destruction. Uh, I, I I just don't I think, just this, don't stuff think this stuff is accidental, and I don't believe in coincidence. Um, like I say, you can see the direct correlation between harp being fired up and these bizarre storms showing up, and one area that should have rain not getting it, and another area being inundated with, you know, biblical floods. I I just don't think this is happening by chance. Um, well, if you make a spoon, if you if you build a spoon. What do you build it for? You're going to eat with it. Right. A spoon. You're going to eat with it. A fork and a spoon. And a knife. You're going to eat with them. They're eating utensils. So, harp was built for one of the major things was weather modification. Right. So, you can't tell me that they built it and said, oh, I'm sorry, we're not going to use it for that. That's what it was built for. Yep. One of the things. Mm-hmm. And why would you build it if you weren't going to use it? Yeah. 
why would you spend all that money and put that huge, vast array, antenna array there, if you weren't going to use it for something? You know, and then you don't really let anybody in to see what's going on, or you don't tell them the truth. If you do do a guided tour through there, I think Jesse Ventura went through there, and he had a little guided tour, but he really didn't see anything. I don't even know if he got no, in. No, they wouldn't let Jesse in. They wouldn't let him in? Nope. It must they be somebody else. Once every two years. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's that anybody left in the area through. that hasn't been electrocuted. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the patent. I've got the patent up here, and basically, there are. Its heart is intended to destroy, deflect, or confuse missiles or aircraft, modify the weather, change the molecular composition of an atmospheric region by, get this, increasing or decreasing ozone, nitrogen, carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide, and or nitrous oxides. Okay. Well, if they, can, if they can alter carbon dioxide, why are they worried about climate change? <laughs> yeah. Why don't they just alter the carbon dioxide the way they want it? Leave us alone. Maybe they have. That could be, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You go ahead and, and cause a problem, the Hegelian dialectic. Problem, reaction, solution. Yeah. Cause a problem. Well, one of the things um, that I noted on the PBJ today was that uh, Obama just signed uh, an executive order where the federal government has laid claim now to all the oceans, coastal waters, uh, and the Great Lakes. That would be us, Paul. Um well, they, they, they got in there, I read that they, they turned the authority over to some international body. Oh, and, and, um, and somehow anything that goes on, if there's any meetings, uh, um, good old uh, uh, Homeland Security is going to be there. They're going to be yeah, part yeah. of it. So you can bet they're going to be part of the enforcement end of it. Uh, this yep, is you know, yep. the, the law of the sea, and they're going to plug this all in. Well, and, and that's what I had said when I posted that, too. They couldn't get the Law of the Sea Treaty passed because people were raising hell about that. And then they couldn't get this. Jim Oberstar launched it the first time here in Minnesota, from Minnesota in 2007, that bogus Water Restoration Act, which laid claim to all water from any source whatsoever, is owned by the federal government and controlled by them, all for national security, of course, because there was a terrorist over in Afghanistan living alongside a poppy field in a cave who was planning on polluting our water. And that didn't fly. They couldn't get anything through, and they have been systematically going behind the scenes using the BLM, the Forestry Service, and so on, buying up and contracting out water as a commodity. Um, and this is just the first step. And, of course, I noted in there that he put in there the reason he did it was to um, secure uh, employment for the people of the Gulf. He took it like Rahm Emanuel said, never let a good crisis go to waste. Uh, they took this disaster in the Gulf and used it to seize these water, waterways and supplies. And, and people all around the country are going, oh, that's, that's good, you know. At least those people have jobs. Don't you understand? They just took control of your water. And now the Coast Guard, see, 
which came in under Homeland Security um, last year and is no longer civil service, is now a military branch, but it can operate anywhere that there is water, navigable waters. And they have extended this now uh, to any waters. They are the national police. And they can ticket you on land or on the water. And they set their own rules and regulations, just like the rest of these government outfits do. So they decide what's right and what's wrong, what you can do, what you can't do. And then if you break one of their rules, they give you a ticket. And then it's up to them to decide whether to try you for this infraction of their rules, either in a military tribunal or in an administrative court, and you have no right to judicial review. You have no right to use the Constitution to defend yourself. You you have no rights in those courts. So, I mean, it's all been a carefully laid trap, and people, so many people have said, oh, that's the Democrats for you. No, no, no. The foundations for all of this were laid during Bush's first term. Uh, every bit of this was laid. The John Warner Defense Authorization Act of 2007, that came in the second term. But, um, the Security Enhancement Act of 2003, the Patriot Act, the first one, uh, all of the Military Commissions Act, everything else, all of the groundwork was laid for this during Bush. Obama is just simply finishing up Bush's work. And um, every time they take land or water, it's just one step closer to we have nothing. We're under total military control. Um, everything orchestrated from Homeland Security. Personally, I think that whole outfit ought to be disassembled and deconstructed and taken apart, but that's just me. Um, I, I, don't I would know. go a step further. I would go ahead and feed them GMO food. Yeah, <laughs> lots of it. <laughs> Wonder Bread and high fructose soda. Huh? I said Wonder Bread and high fructose soda. Hey, on, yeah. we got a caller. We got here. Hello. Oh, I can't make that one out. Hello. Well, I, well, we lost that one. <laughs> This is really, this connection here is not real good. Um, but um, hopefully whoever that was will call back. Um, but no, it, there's just too much going on. Uh, and it, it's being done by stealth, some of it's being done openly. Uh, but everything's being taken. And people are going to wake up one of these mornings and find out that they do not own property. And I'm going to tell you, I was thinking about this the other night. I don't know why anybody would buy property anyway because you can't ever own it. Um, <laughs> you, you, you have you know no what? Rights. You don't. But the thing is, you know, my way of thinking was I like to supposedly own it, but it's not really owning and I understand that. It just means that um, at least I don't have somebody that can give me a 30-day notice and say, go ahead and leave. we got a caller, Barb. Hold on a second. Okay, hello. Hello, Marty. Yes. Hi, it's John Wallace. How you doing? Hi, John. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It, it, 
How you doing, Barbara? I, you hung up on me before. No, I didn't. I couldn't hear you at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Okay. I didn't. I didn't mean to hang up on you, but I couldn't hear you at all. And, and I thought, well, we just had a bad connection. Paul from Wisconsin's on. Barb's on. <laughs> we finally got it to work, John. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like somebody's playing this on the computer in the background, and you might be getting backseat on this. Oh, no. I should hang up and call back in. No, I just, just mute what's on the computer or wherever the secondary source is. I don't know where it's at. Well, it might not be you. It might be somebody that called Maybe in. It was me. Is, is it you? No. It's not me. It's not me. I'm on a cell phone. Okay, I got I got my computer muted. But you know, you heard the latest. I don't know. Maybe maybe you ain't heard this. But the the, the Obama administration, the Department of Interior, decided to that they had thousands of these cattle guards out west, and just well, we can't have this. We gotta let them go. We gotta gotta fire them. You know. I assume everybody here knows what a cattle guard is. No. Okay, they're laughing, and I'll explain this for people who don't know. Is that Thank you. There, there's pipes, there's, there's heavy pipes put into the ground at gates with, with an opening underneath because the cattle won't walk on them to get out, but you can drive through with vehicles. Now, they, they discovered they had all these thousands of cattle guards on federal lands, and, and they were going to let them go. And then the Department of Interior decided, well, we better retrain them for another job. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out, i got to get me one of them jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe they're going to give them early retirement. I don't know. <laughs> you see, we've got open range out here. So when you go down the road to get um, to my place, then you just, there's a cattle guard right across the road. And then you go a little ways, and there's another, another cattle guard right there. So they want to keep the cattle, you know, from going in and out of this certain area. And all it is is um, just metal strips, like a grate, yeah, across the road, and they're probably, I don't know, a few inches, so that if a cow did decide to go across it, they'd probably get their legs stuck in it. And they instinctively know not to do that. So they stay away from them. Huh. Well, they darn. Well, you know, no, they're gonna they're gonna retrain them for another position. And I thought, since you know they're pretty solid and they're reliable, they've been around a long time. We could just replace Congress and you know the Senate and all them clowns in Washington <laughs> with, with a them, cattle guard. We'd have a whole lot less problems. <laughs> That is a perfect solution. <laughs> See, I've, I've sworn for a year now we need a moratorium on Congress. I, I, I don't think we're ever in any more danger than when Congress is in session. And, you know, with these elections coming up, you know, in November, and, of course, now the Republicans, those that still think they are Republicans, and that that means anything, or, oh, if we can just take back the House and the Senate, everything's going to change. And you heard the same thing from the Democrats 
before uh, this last election that, oh, if they could just get, you know, Obama elected and get the Democrats in control, everything was going to change. And the Democrats promised that they would repeal the Patriot Act. They extended it. They, <laughs> they promised they would repeal the part of the John Warner Defense Authorization Act of 2007, which gave the president dictatorial powers and said he could strip us of our citizenship and torture us and do whatever he wanted at his discretion, and they extended it. Um, they uh, passed the Telecom Immunity Act and gave carte blanche approval to all these telecom companies for eavesdropping illegally and collecting your, your IM messages and your mail and selling it to everybody. Uh, <coughs> they do all these things. And now you've got people that are waiting for the Republicans. Oh, the Republicans, we can get them back in. They'll stop all this crazy spending. Look, these jackasses just voted another $60 billion quietly for the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, they just, where that $60 billion is going to come from, I have no idea. But the Democrats and Republicans, because, you know, if you don't vote to extend the funding for the wars, you don't love America. You don't support the troops. Oh, please. And uh, but they all voted for it. And there was no effort. There has been no effort to repeal the Patriot Act. Uh, I say, it, and so all these big high hopes of people thinking that if we get the, the Republicans back in there, you know, everything's going to be wonderful again. No, it isn't. It's going to be the same old crap. You're just going to have different actors on the front stage. And they're all going to go along with whatever. And um, This are the same I people think, that, both, that don't know how many sides are in a triangle. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that YouTube video. It, it's it's like I say, it's them against us, and us is losing because we still have too many people out here that think that there is a difference between being a Democrat and a Republican. There's too many people who think that Republicans are all big, raving Christians and all Democrats are God-haters, and that's not true, but you can't tell people that. They don't hear it. That messes up their little world. And... Uh, to hear people who are going to vote Republicans say, well, we need to get, you know, the spending under control. Who do you think put us in this hole? Now, the Democrats haven't helped. I'll give you that. But who put us in this hole? It was the Republicans. Who started these wars of aggression? It was the Republicans. Who's going to extend these wars and keep them going? It's going to be the Republicans. Well, they're all puppets. Yeah. Yeah. And when they write these horrendous bills like this massive health care reform, which has nothing to do with reform and everything to do with surveillance and control and everything else, I got really scared, Barb, today when you emailed me and said that um, they were going <laughs> to have a fat check. I thought, oh, my God, I'm in trouble. Uh, oh, that's going to go on your electronic records, and they're going to have the electronic records ready by 2014, and you have to have a body fat index on there. And if the doctor does not collect to each and every person's body fat index, then he cannot collect um, his Medicare payments. We've got a new caller on here. Who's we got here? That's going to go on your electronic records. They're going to have electronic records ready by 2014, and you have to have a body fat index. We've got a bad we've got a caller on here, but I can't hear them. Hmm. 
okay. I'm sorry. I had to, whoever you are, I'm sorry. <laughs> but we we couldn't hear you. Um, but, yeah, I got real concerned about that body fat thing because <laughs> this is a fluff check, I think. And uh, uh, I, I don't want my fluff check. And it's well, just, the thing is, if it, you know, if they're going to do that, then what the next? What's the next step? Because I'm always trying to think ahead on this. What's the next step? Well, if you don't fall within certain parameters on your body fat index, then you don't get insurance. But you're still going to have to be, pay for it. You'll be penalized for not having insurance. Well, somebody said the other day, I'm going to run away to another country. I said, where are you going to go? Here we got our caller trying to come back again. Hang on here. Hello? Yeah, Marty? Yes. <laughs> I'm getting some kind of feedback. Yeah, I am here too, John. I don't know what that is. Is it, uh, is it on all of the callers? Uh, not I'm on hearing call. it. Yeah. Well, I, 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 oh, here we go. Yes. It's repeating itself. Yes, I'm getting that here, too. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll hang up. Maybe it's me. Okay. <laughs> See, the, the, the show coming across the computer, there's a time delay. Um, from oh, okay. when you when you call in, you're actually listening live in time, and there's a little delay when you listen on a computer. Well, see, I don't have other than to be signed into the show. I don't have a, um, the the show up. I can't hear um, the show. I, all I can hear is what's online. But I am getting the feedback also. I don't know. Okay. I'm on a cell phone. Paul, are you on a regular phone? Yeah, I'm on a regular I'm on phone, and I'm not getting it now. Okay, okay, maybe it's Skype. Okay, I should probably hang up and try to call back. Well, if it's, you if two stay on, on Skype, there. it's not going to change. <laughs> okay. You two stay on there, and I'll call back. Do you want me to sing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll be back oh, in yeah, a minute. You didn't say that. do 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 <laughs> Some of that elevator music, you know, like when you're on hold that they, they play on uh, the telephone. Oh, let's see. <laughs> you start. I don't know. I don't know what to do about that. It's a little bit better. Is it? Okay. Paul, can you hear? Yeah. Poor John, we lost him two or three times there. Um, oops, here's somebody calling in. I don't know if this looks familiar. Hang on. Hello? Hello, Marty? Yes. Yes, John Wallace, how you doing? Okay. <laughs> I'm, calling, I'm calling on my hey, regular phone. Hang on, we got coming on. Hold on here just a second. Hello? Marty, can you Hello? hear me? Well, we lost that one. I can hear you, John. Yeah, somehow, I don't know, it's, it's repeating. Um, I'm using my regular phone now. Huh. Yeah, I can hear you a lot better. I'm going to have to probably end up doing this on um, on my regular phone uh, rather than trying to. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have to, Marty, because I do mine. I, I, I don't have that problem. 
Now, when I you call me, do you call, on, do you call in on Skype? Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I might, sometimes, you know, it, it's the program. It's not you, it's not me, it's uh, something on the program. But what I wanted to say was I looked at that executive order uh-huh. uh, that you guys were talking about earlier, and what, what it looks like it, it's replacing an executive order probably from uh, uh, George Bush. But there's something yeah. in here that's kind of a, a point, and it says that the United States shall promote this policy, and the number, it's B3, and that is, says, pursuing the United States accession to the Law of the Sea Convention. This is designed to help them uh, probably sign the Law of the Sea Treaty. That's, it says that in one of the paragraphs. So, uh, you know, and to work with international people, that's what it is. It's just uh, trying to pass some kind of a regulation that we're going to get more involved with international people. And, yeah, uh, yeah. But, but apparently which is the law of the sea. Something similar. Yeah. So I want to congratulate you on your first show. Um, Thank you. It's very uh, enthusiastic. Very, you know, it's going. You're almost finished. I, I lost the time on it now because I, I shifted out, but. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess it, it seems to be going uh, well, but other than the, the well, little feedback that we had. So, yeah, I've still got it on my end. Yeah, I can hear, when you talk, I can hear the feedback, It's but it's painter, you know. Okay. We've got another caller coming in here. Okay. Well, Hold on just a second. second. Who have we got here? No. No. Hello. Is this is this Barbara? Yeah, yeah. this is Barb. Uh, this is Mark Hardy. Oh, hi, I'm, Mark. I've been listening to your show, and I think it's pretty cool. And I was just down in the golf a week ago, and everything you're saying about FEMA and, uh, you know, all the... Uh, BP workers and all that. It's just for real. And I saw it all. It was really kind of creepy. And I was wondering, uh, what do you think about this calamity in Haiti and with the harp situation? Go ahead, Barb. Did we lose Barb? We did. Uh, well, I know what we were thinking about on that. Mark was that it was harp. Um, they were just mm-hmm. planning on going into um, the Haitian bank, uh, where a lot of the money and securities and so on were um, uh, held by these bankers that caused this uh, financial calamity. And some of them, the earthquake hits, and what is it? What is it hit directly under that bank? Um, yes. I don't believe it's coincidences. Hold on, we've got another caller coming up here. I hope that's her coming back. Hello? That's me. I got dropped. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes. We were just talking. Mark wanted to know about the um, Haitian earthquake and what you thought about it. The, the earthquake? Yeah. In Haiti. Uh, let's see. H A A R P. Yeah. <laughs> Now the first thing that comes the first thing that comes to my mind uh, is that I I can't even 
look at all the strange weather that we're having mm-hmm. without thinking that it's being manipulated, especially since this heart program was designed to do just that. And our government has absolutely no problem whatsoever experimenting on citizens or killing large yeah. masses of citizens. Hey, what were you saying about the uh, planting these pine trees around South Dakota and that kind of stuff? I I I I picked it up, you know, right at the end of it. Well, what they're they're going to do with those markets? Uh, they're bringing them in from China. They're invasive species. They're on the global list of invasive species. They're going to bring them in and reforest all of or forest all of uh, northern Nevada with them. They've also got testing grounds in Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Missouri. And these are a rapid growth, um, take over everything uh, tree, and um, it basically will kill off all indigenous trees and foliage and wildlife. It will drive it out of the area because uh, there won't be anything to eat. Is that going to affect... Is that going to affect central, eastern South Dakota? You know, I don't know, but um, seeing how they're testing it first and going to do this mass planting out in northern Nevada where the geography and geology is quite similar. It's not mm-hmm. the same, but it's very similar. Um, I'd say you're probably uh, in the target zone. Yeah, my family owns thousands of acres of land up there. Oh, my God. And I'm like, what? You know, I mean, these are like millions of dollars involved. Well, that is a part of, of that biodiversity from Agenda 21. Uh, where yeah, come down through I know what you're talking about. Yep, and forest the whole area and uh, convert it from agricultural land into a biodiversity zone where you can't live. Yep. Wow. So that, that's all on the slate for that. Uh I don't know. We've got just a few minutes left here, and uh, I want to thank everybody that called in. And, John, I'm so sorry we <laughs> we kept losing you. Uh, we're going to do a show with John anyway from American Politics that's on every Friday night on Blog Talk uh, at uh, 5, cent- or 5 Eastern. And um, I've been a guest on his show several times, and uh, we're going to have him on to talk about his stuff. Uh, we've got R.T. Fitch coming on from um, Straight from the Horse's Heart to talk about uh, the slaughter of the wild horses out off the Alabama lands in Nevada, Northern California. Uh, Nicole Johnson from California will be coming on to talk with Barb about GMOs. That's one show I'll keep my mouth shut during because I know a little about it. And... Uh, we've, we've just got several, several people. Randy Cook, hopefully, from uh, from the Norm Association National Organization from Raw Materials. We'd like to get him on. Um, Paul will be doing shows with Paul Griefentrog, who's on now from out in Wisconsin to keep us updated on what's going on out there. Uh, we've got a lot of things coming up in the future, so I hope everybody who tried to call in that we couldn't get to, thank you so much. Um, We'll be back on again next Sunday night at 8 p.m. And um, so if you want to get on the air, you're going to have to jump quick. And thank you. And about 60 seconds left to go. And thank you for calling, Mark. All right. <laughs> thank you. And uh, Paul, thanks yeah. for jumping in there. Barb, yep, hang on to the mountain. <laughs> Talk to you later. Okay. Yeah, right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh, 
everybody have a good evening. This has just been great for our first show, and I sure hope all of that feedback doesn't continue to show up online. Um, if it does, well, we'll try to do better next time. Um, in the meantime, this is Marty Oakley, and on and the other end Barb there Peterson. is Barb Pearson <laughs> <laughs> from Farm Wars. And thanks to everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.